We're not stopping until we get to the chorus either. I, I, I had no doubt. <laughs> Chris, take it away. I don't know any of these lyrics. It's an insanely... It mentioned Strump. It, it, you. Did I mention it takes a long time to get to the chorus? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Welcome to episode one of. Yeah, uh, I don't. It, it's a uh, working title. We're working on it, guys. Working title might actually be the name. You know, you know, working title is good. <laughs> also, uh, with the success you guys had with Bad Samaritan being named, we could take Twitter after people listen to the episode. We could take Twitter uh, recommendations for a name. That'd be a cool community <laughs> question. I might hit it up. Yeah, but I have to upload this thing tomorrow. So. No, that's cool. It'll be you, before you can the just call it the soon to be named podcast. The soon to be named, named podcast. segment. This isn't a segment. We're going to talk about a thing <clears throat> for a long time. Not is it really. going to be a long? Is it going to be a long time? I'm hoping it's, to like wrap this up in like twenty to thirty minutes, maybe. Uh, no, I have a bone to pick with this fucking movie. That, that, <laughs> that's what I was thinking about two minutes into it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> They could have. They could have. Can, can I lay the groundwork here so everyone uh, everyone knows what's going on? Uh, as previously mentioned on the Powercast, we talked about how we are extremely huge fans of the Resident Evil <laughs> franchise. You can't even say that straight <laughs> We, tonight, Harry, myself, and Drew, we all went... Oh, by the way, I'm Chris Britton. Uh, we have Harry Dempsey and... And Drew Alderson, our host, our wonderful, sexy host, who I got to sit next to tonight. Uh, he cuddled with went, me, though. <laughs> we all what? went and saw. I can't Resident help it that Evil. you were just so cuddleable. Because those seats were stink- was distressing. That's where, was, where was the special seats they advertised when we came in? Mm, I advertised that they're <laughs> they're in the they're in the uh, they're in they're in the other movie theater. Oh, so just not the IMAX. One. Yeah. They want to pack us all like sardines, all 25 of us that came to this movie. So, okay, so we went and saw Resident Evil, whatever the rest of the, the title is. The, the, final, the final chapter. chapter. The, fi- the final chapter, which, before we get into this, if you're listening to this episode, you should know, if you don't want any spoilers, do not listen to this because we are about to blow this movie entirely open. First spoiler, they opened the movie up to have another one. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> this is a final chapter, but she it, is. It, it's like a black guy doing a chick's, you know, doing anal with a chick, and it's her first time. We're going to blow it open. <laughs> uh, so, all right. Uh, first of all, walk into the movie theater, which was packed. But, um, uh, but well, Chris, let's, let's lay some previous groundwork. I, I was at Comic Book University, a local store, talking to my magic buddies. And uh, I was like, well, I'll probably get there around 7, I think. Like, maybe like 30 minutes. Maybe 7.15. 30 minutes early seems good. Chris was like, I'm going to be there at 7.35. <laughs> I'm like, it started at 7.45. Uh, 
I thought I could get there by 7.35 and everything would be okay. Drew was like, uh, you, you probably need to get there a little sooner. And he was 100% correct. <laughs> because we were almost late getting there 20 minutes early. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. The movie theater itself was packed, but not Resident Evil. Like, everyone oh, yeah. that was there was clearly there for something else. Because when uh, we got set down, there was like, seriously, rough estimate how many people... How many people do you think was in the actual... 45 pro- tops. Yeah, if probably, that. if that. Like, this, the IMAX theater, which you should know in our particular theater, there's only one IMAX screen. Yep. And this whole gigantic room, this enormous screen, and there's like 30 people <laughs> in the room. And we're all the- sitting in the same two rows. Yeah, that was weird. The weirdest part is we're trying to figure out what seat uh, you guys got so we can pick our seats when we're buying our ticket. And it was trying to give us the two seats we end up taking to sit by you guys anyways. Seriously? That's cool. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, it was... Drew's getting ready to sit us behind you. I was like, wait a second. It's trying to sit us right next to him already. It knows. They must try to fill from the back front because, like, all 30 of us were in the very back Oh, it makes they, it, they had like a chart and it was all like centered around in this one location. That's weird. It makes so, sense a little bit. So skipping forward a little bit once we get inside the movie theater, Harry, as he had previously mentioned, went straight to the bar. <laughs> How was that? Not what, an alcoholic, what, he promises. What did you get, Harry? I ended up just getting uh, a beer because they had no Jaeger. What kind of beer? Uh, Blue Moon. Good choice. Oh, yeah, that's right. I saw the. I saw the. But orange. tonight I'm drinking a Taxman Deduction Barrel Aged that tastes like bourbon because it was made in bourbon barrels. Sounds delicious. It actually is. I'm jealous. I'm jealous of Harry. So, <laughs> all right, we all get our seats. Should we proceed directly to the magic that is Resident Evil? Uh. Before before we uh, start, uh, I'll give you guys uh, the Resident Evil series has a very complex and cerebral <laughs> cerebral plot. That uh, <laughs> actually, I think I put like a thirty second video on our Facebook page a couple days ago that tells the plot of all the movies in like thirty seconds. Uh, and, like I watched that and I was all caught up, and like Chris, who watched all the movies to catch up. Yeah, I had to. Now, granted. I don't think that you needed to really watch any of the previous movies to understand what was going on in this extremely thin plot, but but it would have helped, and it allowed me to appreciate some of the things that were going on in the movie more. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'm just going to lay this out here. I totally enjoyed this movie. I know you were going to bash it. Oh, I enjoyed it, but by no means is it a good movie. Uh, it was watchable, but it's also fucking terrible at the same time. This is one of those movies I think will go down in my my own memory as, man, thank God I saw that in the theater experience. Because you guys know that theater experience is oh, yes. totally different than like watching a movie in your own home. Right. Was I happy I saw it in theaters? Absolutely. This was like... like popcorn flick oh my god the amount of just ridiculousness over the top fights it was amazingly dumb 
in such a good way. If I watched it at my house, I don't think I would care at all. Can I tell you one of my biggest issues with it? Yeah. And this is actually not just with this movie, with almost all movies these days. Grenades and Claymore-type explosions. And how they, they work differently from Claymore to Claymore to Claymore. <laughs> well, they don't have fire in them. Well, that's they, true. They don't feel, like, unless it's an incendiary grenade, but they don't feel like run-of-the-mill Claymores with gasoline when they explode. Oh, my God. How many times were there scenes in this movie where they are... There is an explosion, obviously close enough to kill a human being, but Claire Redfield, Alice, like everyone manages to like, oh, get blown down by the explosion, and then they're completely fine. Like concussion grenades and crap don't even exist anymore. Like they're fine. All right. So Wikipedia has a plot synopsis, or not a synopsis, but it, a buildup. Uh, so. It, like Chris said, if you if you really fucking care about spoilers for the la for the quote, I'm gonna put this in quote quotes. Last Resident Evil movie. Stop stop listening to this podcast. Um, picking up three weeks after the events in Resident Evil Retribution, they think they kill her basically, don't they? In Resident Evil Retribution, yeah, yeah that's there's... what. Context clues said Wesker was like I thought I no was it Wesker or Isaacs one of them Wesker. said like hey it was I, I thought I killed you and she said guess not or something so, basically yeah everybody Try. thinks they killed that's the whole movie was everybody thinks they killed somebody or somebody's been dead but they're like no you should have killed me but you didn't kill me who are you no I, I'm the clone of you no you're the clone of you no I'm the clone of me. But no, you're the clone of me. I'm not going to lie. That was probably... You know, I'll, I'll come back to this point. I want to go back to that once once Drew finishes the synopsis. Because this was probably my favorite part of the entire movie. So, go right ahead, Drew. Uh, humanity is on its last legs after Alice and their comrades were betrayed by Wesker. Who would have saw it coming? In Washington, D.C. As the only survivor of what was meant to become... The humanity's final stand against the hordes of undead. Jesus. Alice must return to where the nightmare had begun. The now-destroyed Raccoon City, where Umbrella Corporation is gathering its forces to make a final strike against the only remaining survivors in the apocalypse. In a race against time, Alice will join forces with old friends, Claire Redfield, and an unlikely ally. Who was the unlikely ally? Red Queen. Oh, yep, yeah, you're right. Okay. I was like, what? In an action-packed battle fighting against zombie hordes and new deadly mutant monsters. Oh, that, really. that's one of the things that I actually I was happy to see. They did a little bit more because the, the Resident Evil franchise, I'm talking about the video game right now, has done a pretty good job of showing you a crap ton of different type of zombie monster hybrid plant things throughout the series right we're talking like yeah. tons of them and in this movie there was actually a pretty like open selection right you had your your zombie dogs right they like regular right they called them what the cerebrus um yeah. you had those like flying things with the tail you had um the regular typical zombies right sure um you had yeah. that 
thing with like the 8,000 teeth that could see in like heat vision or whatever the hell that was. That was pretty and cool. That's it. No, and then you had the like one that climbed out of the water, which was, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Maybe that was like a bloated zombie or maybe that was like more of a brutish type zombie. I don't know. This one actually had some, some, uh, options, you know? All right. Um, so yeah. Uh,. Let's see, an action pack to, uh, yeah. Between losing your super human abilities and the umbrella's impending attack, this will be Alice's most difficult adventure as she fights the tyrannical leader of Umbrella. Led by Dr. I Alexander Isaacs and other deadly enemy forces, and in order to save humanity and the world, which is on the very described T virus, lives on Earth, uh, to, uh, yeah. So, cold open. Alice comes out of a bunker in DC after it's been fucking leveled. Um, she's walking around, jump scare. <laughs> then another jump scare. And then another. And then another. another jump scare. And then another. They were like, I legitimately started counting at the beginning of the movie. I lost yeah, count, the... but <laughs> I was counting. There's a shit ton of jump scares in this movie. Did it, I think they they kind of like localized them more at the front of the movie than they did. It was like they were setting it up, but they needed something there rather than dialogue because they were not explaining anything that was actually going on with the storyline. They were just like, hey, let's see if we can get people to jump. Which people were jumping in the theater? <laughs> so it worked? It sure did. Were people jumping? No. Dude. I didn't see anyone react. Uh, you clearly were not paying attention to Jaylene. Oh, she was jumping? I didn't, Dude, I didn't see her. Dude, so badly. She was jumping so badly. My enthusiasm was just immediately worn out, like, within the first 15 seconds. Oh. <laughs> and Chris, I'm sorry that we were not paying attention to your girlfriend instead of the movie. I'm no need to apologize. It was just really <laughs> funny. Like she, she was like gripping my hand like crazy. Did you see her get out her phone like six times during the movie? Which she does that when we watch scary movies at home because she doesn't want to watch the screen because she doesn't want to oh, jump God. again. So, so I immediately grabbed her phone and just like turned it over so she'd have to watch the movie because in my mind I'm going. I just paid $17 a ticket for this. You're watching the screen. It is not good. You didn't like it. I liked it. I also didn't like it at all. I thought it was just horrible. Here's I'll tell you my biggest problem with this movie is that all of the action scenes look like they were edited together by someone who has fucking cerebral palsy. <laughs> like, I can't, I can't fucking... It's just like they, like... Whenever there's an action scene, they have to cut to someone that immediately cut back to Alice and then cut back to whoever she's fighting. They cut back to Alice. It was, cut back to yeah. whoever she's It was fighting. cut a lot like that, yeah. You, you know, I think uh, I've seen more plausible combats... And some of my D and D campaigns <laughs> than in this movie. 
And those and, keep in mind, and those used magic and minotaurs. Yeah, yeah, she's a absolutely 100% just regular human at this point, right? Because it mentions in the movie that Wesker tricked her into thinking that he gave <clears throat> her her powers back. He did not give her her powers back. She's just a human. Right. She's just a human. That has, that's infected T-Virus. Who, who's not really a human. Who she's going to die... Which she's going to die from. So... Anyway, Alice fucks around DC for a bit, finds a bunker, and uh, the Red Queen slash her tells her that she's got to go to the fucking hive in Raccoon City because there's an antivirus to the T-virus, which doesn't make any sense. Why would they make an antivirus? I mean, I guess... It makes more sense a little bit when the rest of the plot is kind of unveiled. That's exactly what I was thinking. When they said that, or when the Red Queen said that, I was like, then why didn't they release it long ago? And then when you realize that this is a freaking, like, arc and flood type storyline. Yeah. And to cue people in, I guess, um, Isaacs, from the beginning... The, the reason why all of these underground bunkers exist, the one in Tokyo, the one in Raccoon City, all of them exist is because in them exists thousands upon thousands of cryogenically frozen people. And Isaacs and the collection of the board, that is the Umbrella Corporation, decided they're just going to wipe the planet clean with, this, with the T-virus. And then once the planet is wiped clean... They will release the airborne antivirus, and then the world will be clean, and then they can be released from the cryogenic freezing and repopulate the Earth as they see fit. Yep, it makes sense. Um, But I can't take it seriously. Especially when she breaks, at the end, she breaks open the little vial and the airborne virus starts spreading, killing all the zombies instantly around her. That was bullcrap. That, like... She said, later she said it spreads through the winds. And I'm thinking, if that's true, every fart I ever had has reached Tokyo. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, that's funny. Um, Okay, so... The second, like, the second she breaks this vial with the antivirus, she finally manages to get this antivirus. She smashes it on the ground. There is a wave of zombies just running right at Alice, and you're like, oh, crap. They all start falling down in what resembled to me what would happen if a nuclear explosion went off, and, like, the wave of them all falling down... You could see the wave as it moved out, and I'm like, okay, that is not how the wind works. Um, I can bu- I can believe up to this point because you're kind of like setting aside, you're suspending your you know your disbelief of all of this, and and then all of a sudden, this is the one thing that struck me as like, oh gee, come on. The one thing, okay, the best thing that made no sense is when she's fighting Isaacs in, you know, the room from the first movie with the lasers and shit. Uh-huh. Uh, and she sticks the grenade in his pocket. 
Okay, no, I know where you're going with this. <laughs> because I thought the exact same thing. <laughs> the fucking T-virus, the anti-T-virus the, the anti or whatever it's called, is in the other side of his body. You're literally telling me this guy took a grenade to the fucking chest and didn't just, like, <laughs> fucking, like... He rebooted. <laughs> okay, so, Remember, so, so they, they, actually, they actually had to go through the sequence to show us re him rebooting. They <laughs> no, what I'm saying is like it, it, it should be gone. Like he should be gone. Um. So once again, Isaac's the real Isaac's. So every there's, Isaac's iteration prior to three this movie versions does not exist. Of him in this movie. Well, there's, there's two versions in this movie, and then there's like the, oh yeah, the one they've already killed. Yeah, the referenced one that died a while ago, which, which they do state. Alice says, "I killed you," and then he says something along the lines of, "She should have tried harder," or something like that. Or I don't remember what he said, but uh, the Isaacs prior. To now, we're clones. So Alice has been cloned. We know that. Isaac's cloned himself, and that's the one that injected himself with the T virus and became that weird thing in like the third one, maybe second one, third yeah. one, it's the third one. I don't remember. Yeah, I think it was a third one. At least the um, third. And then in this movie, there is an Isaac's all the way up into the point well that where there is a second Isaac's who comes out of cryogenic freezing. And you're like, what? <laughs> and who apparently is cybernetically enhanced? Yes. Computer By the brain. way, did you? And they stole, know? they stole did those you? scenes straight out of the Sherlock Holmes movies with Robert Downey Jr. No, no, Sherlock. I know what you're saying. And when I was watching those scenes in the Sherlock Holmes movie, I was thinking that they stole that stuff from Fallout. So, yeah. so. Isaacs has the bat system. He does. That's, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. E oh ex except when his clone goes all stabby stabby on him. He didn't mm -hmm. expect it all. He he could counter all the different ways that Alice could kill him by saying that doesn't work. That doesn't work either, and this won't work either. But his clone can come up and just go stabby stabby. Drew, would you like to give the huge reveal about Alice and uh, Miss Marcus? Oh my fucking god. <laughs> and the Red Queen. <laughs> so, if you couldn't tell, you, you immediately know, unless you're a fucking retard, okay? You immediately know. And I don't mean that in uh, terms of mentally handicapped people. I mean that in terms of you have to be watching, like, a different movie on your phone or something to not notice that the Red Queen is a younger version of Alice. And they say that in the beginning of the movie that Alice got cured and grown up, and wow, there she is. This is the real Alice. But that isn't true. <laughs> so, She's a clone. <laughs> so... So, the, the reason, and actually because I, this is one of those hearkening back to what I was talking about, watching the previous movies made me appreciate this or gave me an inside knowledge, uh, 
um, in the first movie, she wakes up in the mansion, and she only has a few memories. Now it all makes sense, because she is a clone, you find that out, and that was her birthing birthing moment, if you will. This little girl, this the Red Queen, which is a computer AI, is based off of the girl version of Alice, who then later because of a disease that makes her rapidly age um like to the point where well it was like it's like reverse benjamin button is what it was i want i <laughs> i was thinking the exact same thing <laughs> or what was that movie um with robin williams where he he ages like super quickly and the, oh jack jack yes great movie r.i.p robin williams i love that guy but um so she basically has this exact same disease and then her dad is a scientist who is working nonstop to try to fix his daughter before she dies because she's aging so rapidly that by the I think they said what by the age of 25 she'd be dead or something like that. Yeah. Um yeah, so he's working he creates the T virus but he takes the technology that it takes in order to scan her and make an AI version of his own daughter in case he fails at saving his daughter. I guess maybe for like memory self-preservation so he can always remember his daughter or something like that. Whatever. And he... That's the Red Queen. And then this girl ages, I guess naturally... To the point where she looks like she's about 90, and she's in a wheelchair. Her genetic material is what is is Alice. Okay, so you guys have seen the latest Tron movie, right? And I don't mean latest as in, uh, what was it, Tron? Fuck. <laughs> I don't think that's the title. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's Tron fucking Legacy. Tron Legacy. I have not. Harry, have you seen Tron Legacy? Yes. Okay. You know how in Tron Legacy there is a uh, there is a young version of Kevin Flynn played by Jeff Bridges. That's the AI of the computer. Yes. And it looks like young Jeff Bridges. Yes. But they did a good job making it look kind of like young Jeff Bridges, right? Yeah, it's actually pretty awesome. Right. This chick looks like super really old Mila Jovovich. Because it was Mila Jovovich with um, like latex on. That's all it was. It looks so bad. Yeah. I yeah. I, I was crying. I didn't. <laughs> I couldn't do it. I had to wipe away his tears. Listeners. I mean, you knew it, you knew who it was when they had like a little. They showed a little video. They never showed her face, but you knew it was happening then. Right, and it just looked terrible. It was laughable. Oh my god! I think honestly, Drew. I I don't know about you, Harry, because you were you were on the other side of Drew, but Drew and I were actively laughing the entire movie. Oh, I, I had quite a few laughs. Drew was like some some parts of this movie actually looked like it caused Drew pain. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely, they definitely did. 
Oh man. Yeah, no, I mean, I had fun. I really did. I liked the movie because it was so outlandish. And there were some of those things in the movie where I believe it's absolutely possible for a human being to make those type of decisions. Like, because you remember that scene where Isaacs is talking about how climate change and lack of resources and overpopulation the world is going to end and that is why like they said something along the lines of like the world is going to end in like a hundred years human they said 80 eight, they said 80. 80 years 80 years the human population is going to kill itself out because of the decisions that we have made on the planet Earth. So the Umbrella Corporation has made the decision to wipe out the world before this happens and reboot the world on their terms. So, like, in a way, you, like, the logic is almost there, but it's horrible. Like, it's, it's god-awful logic, but at least you can kind of understand Isaac's standpoint. Yeah. He's just a horrible human being. How, how many um, how many hives or whatever they're all called were there? I knew I knew about the one in Raccoon City. I knew about the one in Tokyo, but there were other ones as well. Other, I'm sure there were. Other yeah, there's arcs. probably more they haven't really talked about. Oh, you know what? What was the what was the one where? They had simulations of the worlds, and I think one was like in Moscow. And one I was going to say, I think that one was Russia. Yeah. I, and then one was in, I think, New York. So, you, you're going off the idea that there are these multiple different hives across the world that, upon the wiping clear of the world, they will all emerge and then repopulate the world, and it will. On like I said, it's it's just an arc and the flood type story. Yeah, it's pretty much what it is. Uh, Isaac's is a uh, crazy religious guy. The clone is a crazy religious guy. They're oh. both pro they're the same person technically, so he he had that inside. I think the clone went, like, kind of bonkers with it. And I think Isaac was just like, yeah, it's like we're the Ark. He used it as a means, as a tool, while the Isaac clone went just, I'm the preacher man. Yeah, he, he went radical with it. Yeah, for sure. Um, but he's a product of his environment. So. Well, clearly, because this Isaac's was probably made right before the whole thing went down. Like, and what I mean is the escape of the T-virus into the regular world. Yeah. So he... And, and they mention in the movie, all of these clones think that they are the real deal. Because if, right. if they believe that they are a clone, if they know that they're a clone, then they won't fight as hard for the idea of survivability. Yeah. So one of the reviews on Rotten Tomatoes for this movie is uh, uh, one of the guys is like, am I screening two guys sitting a few rows down from me who smoked what appeared to be marijuana throughout the movie? 
I'm not condoning drug use, but they probably had the right idea. <laughs> uh, oh god. Okay, all right. Do we do we do point systems on this podcast? We should come up with a review on this podcast. And we should come up with a number system. We should make a dial H like account for IMDb or Rotten Tomatoes so we can. You know what we should do? We should. Uh, narrow it down to a one out of like seventy-eight zombies or something, <laughs> and then and then gauge off of kind of that. But it, it would change for every single thing that we do. So like if we review yeah. a game in the future, we'll say we review Bioshock or something. If they ever make another one, we like uh, one out of forty-six handy big daddies or <laughs> something like. You could bring that number down a little bit, but yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that being said, um, hanged zombies, because that's how there was hanged zombies everywhere in this movie. Inside the, actually, the hive, outside the hive. Yeah, apparently they really like hanging zombies. They uh, Mila Jovovich likes hanging from free passes or freeway passes. Like overpasses. Oh, hold on. And shooting guys in the head. I totally just remembered this. We need to talk about this. <laughs> do, uh, you, do you remember when she met up with... I'm talking about Alice. Met up with the survivor group in Raccoon oh, City. Yeah. And then yeah. there was like this siege of this tower that they're in. And then Alice, given 12 hours, was able to orchestrate this massive defense of this tower that included but was not limited to uh, trebuchet attacks with <laughs> gas barrels and uh, what else? Gasoline waterfalls that were set on fire that created actually possibly one of the coolest looking things in the entire movie. Yeah, that was a well, pretty good effect. Well, you see, I will Ruby say Rose learned from her dad or her dad worked <laughs> at a fucking chop shop at chop, a shop, fucking yeah. chop shop uh-huh. so she definitely knows how and while she didn't actually do any of the work she definitely knows how to build a trebuchet well i'm just saying like suspend the disbelief whatever but oh i'm sorry it should be known or at least stated that Alice is contacted at the very, very beginning of the movie by the Red Queen, like Drew had previously mentioned, and she is given a timetable to make it back to Raccoon City to get the antivirus to release it onto the rest of the world so she can save what the Red Queen stated, approximately 4,000 survivors. In the entire world. In the entire world. So, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm not super privy on how genetics work and, you know, that kind of stuff. But I'm going to go ahead and guess that a sample size of 4,000 individuals is not enough genetic variation to repopulate the world. You don't know. I mean, I don't know. I just said that. <laughs> but I'm guessing. Well, Chris, you don't know. <laughs> Chris, do you, do you know how babies are made? All I know is at one point, 
Alice hanging from her from a rope attached to like her foot or something killed yeah. like six dudes and that was pretty awesome oh my god that's how babies they, are made she started attacking them and they <laughs> didn't shoot her <laughs> why didn't they shoot her I mean Wesker wants to kill her to begin this with this movie sucks because the movie would have been over 20 minutes into it <laughs> So, all right, um, Drew, would you like to come up with the scale on which we rate this movie? How, how, how many I zombies out of 100 movie, zombies? I give this movie two out of five Alexander Isaacs clones. <laughs> two, two out of five? Uh, uh, let, me, let me explain why. I think it's better than Fantastic Four. Fanforstic? Fanforcing. Okay, not not the first one with like. Okay. But it's worse than a lot of things. <laughs> it's still watchable. Um. And it's on a level, it's really like enjoyable if you if you enjoy you know your sir like your mind melting away as you watch this shit. <laughs> you, you can't um, go into this movie thinking this is going to be a fabulous... Oh, I definitely didn't. I mean, like, I'm going to tell you right now. expose into the American cinematic experience. It's, uh, it's a Resident Evil movie. Okay, alright, fair enough. Uh, Harry, what did, uh... <laughs> how many Isaacs clones do you give this out of five? <laughs> Uh, I'll, I, I'll give it a solid 3.9 Isaac you just clones. You feel bad saying that, don't you? I, okay. You're giving this movie a 3.9? I have... Out of 5? I have so much nostalgia yeah, for he's, Resident Evil. He's emotionally invested in this franchise at and, this point. And I think I've three made my point. 3.9... <laughs> That's four stars out of five. That's an eighty percent. No, we're talking about Isaac clones. They're entirely different. That's eighty percent of Isaac clones. Well, I mean, you gotta remember that nine is gonna regenerate, like reboot four. He's gonna reboot and then immediately, like without fail, catch the anti T virus from hitting the ground. Like you you don't get better. Oh than my that. god, that scene, dude, where he, where you think it's just over, she drops it. She's like looking, closing her eyes, and she drops it, and he's like, fuck you. <laughs> I actively laughed at that. I really it did. Was I was so like, oh hilarious. my god. I was like, you knew ah, it was no. coming. It couldn't be over that easy. I wanted it to be. I just wanted it to be over. <laughs> no, because you knew the other Isaac was coming. Because he made a point to tell you like five times, I'm coming, Alice, and I'm bringing them with me. The the religious Isaacs was like running towards Alice's location with a horde of zombies following him, like shooting a gun in the air to yeah, get your attention. I'm a religious fanatic, but I'm gonna bring these zombies to you. Run, 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 and then Isaacs meets Isaacs, the Isaacs that caught the T anti T virus. And was like, 
stabby stabby you're dead then that one gets eaten and then Alice is like T-Virus I threw it on the ground and then yeah, and you know when when the the religious Isaac gets eaten he's surrounded by all fronts by like uh, mo- mobs of zombies all around him they sh- because they have that cinematic like look down shot as you see him getting mauled by uh-huh. just a horde she's five feet from them if they made it around him, they just want to be in him. They would see her too and keep why, going. But no, why they don't. do zombies go after the same person? Like, why can't they? Like, the, they're apparently so coordinated as a team that zombies can only go after one person at a time. I think exactly. that zombies are just sexist. They aim for the male figures in every movie. And then oh boy, if, here we go. if their oh. options aren't males, then they'll settle for oh females. Boy, here we go. <laughs> okay, no, bef- okay, before we can move on, we have to hit the stereotype of the the biggest stereotype of the movie. The one Asian guy they show in the entire movie oh knows kung fu. Yeah, that's over to this Chris is true. And I'm like, of course they're gonna make her fist fight the Asian guy. Her Who's a master fighting kung style fu. changed. Her fighting style changed from before she fought the singular. Asian male actor in the movie to when she did. Like, before that, it was slightly a little bit more, like, brawling. You know what? There's a chance that guy might have been the last Asian guy on Earth. In this particular universe, that is absolutely possible. But, did you notice that, right? Like, there was much more, like, just straight up punching. There was a couple, like, uh spin snap of the necks and crap like that like when she was hanging from the rope and you know she can't do kung fu I understand that but like then she meets the singular Asian actor in the movie and then immediately not only yeah not only do they make the Asian actor start doing kung fu but then they make her start retaliating with kung fu and I'm like why did your fighting style change? Because she had a moment where she goes, Whoa, I know Kung Fu. <laughs> I was like, I don't, I don't know. All right, okay, so. Okay, Chris, how many Isaacs do you give it? Oh, God. Okay, so. Wait, no. Harry, are you taking back your score? Please take No, back I'm your not score. taking back my so, score. So we have I, a let me, Okay, I'll finish with that. I love horrible, bad movies. So you love too. Sharknado. But. I do yes. too, Harry. The but new Ro- uh, Roger Corman's uh, Death Race Harry? 2050 is amazing. Harry? Harry, I feel like it's it's not fair <laughs> to to uh, gauge this movie against all other genres of movies. Yes, it is. It's completely <laughs> fair. Okay. It's a movie. They're no, all movies. No one came here for us to be unanimous on our. Uh, Decisions on this movie. You are saying this movie is like better than fucking. I see both of your points because I see Drew is objectively looking at this as a work of cinematography. And then Harry is looking at this as someone who is emotionally invested in the franchise, plays the games, watched all the movies. And then me, who has just recently watched all the movies, like up until. Like, literally the month of January, I had only seen the first two. 
okay? I had to yeah. watch the other ones just to catch up real quick. And I've only, you know, just so you know, I've only played Resident Evil 5. I've played it like three times through, but I've never played any of the other ones. I'm so sorry. So, anyway. so I'm not emotionally invested in it, but I also don't care enough to legitimately do like a real cinematography like is this 12 years of slave that won awards and stuff clearly it's never gonna win any are you awards. saying i'm listen i am not saying this movie was a good movie i'm just saying i'd give it a four out of four point or 3.9 i would watch it again and i enjoyed this it it was movie fun is offensive to my eyes <laughs> is terrible it, here, here's what it's, I here's what I will personally give it. Okay, to answer Harry's question from a minute ago, I will split your guys's difference, not because of your guys's difference, but because this is what I actually believe. I don't think it was as bad as Drew thinks it was. I don't think it was as good as Harry thinks it was. I never said it was good. But like somewhere you around gave a, it a three point nine out of five. That does not somewhere mean I'm saying it's good. I'm saying around it's a three. It. Somewhere around a three because I just Harry. recently caught up, like I said. The action scenes were hit and miss. I enjoyed myself while I was watching them. I actually had a lot of laughs while watching them. I don't know if the people that were making this movie intended for the viewer to be laughing, but I was laughing. And because I was laughing, I was having a good time. No one laughs because they're having a bad time. Listen, I had a great time. I was laughing the entire way, too. I enjoyed the film. But will I ever watch the film again? I think I'll watch the film again in the future strictly due to nostalgia from tonight. Okay, maybe maybe then. Maybe we'll have a reunion tour. <laughs> <laughs> Ten years from now. <laughs> episode 487 of Dial H where we just recap on it. <laughs> uh, I guess I'm just thinking critically and that's fine. But this movie sucks. <laughs> And Harry thinks it's an above-average movie. It, it wasn't great by any scope of, you know, the imagination. It really was not. But at least this... And I was thinking this at the very beginning of the movie. The CGI of this movie was actually very on point. Mm. You're, you're, don't factor in the fight scenes and the cutting of the fight scenes into... I'm not. Okay, like... This CGI right now, still much, much better than anything you're going to see on, like, the Sci-Fi Channel or stuff like that. Like, or, like, oh, the, the 3D was good. I, in my opinion, good 3D is where you're watching the movie, you don't notice that it's 3D. Like, when the 3D is so blatant that you just right. see it, you're like, oh, that's just, oh. This one, it blended, the 3D blended so well. Like, I, after the first couple scenes, I couldn't even, it didn't, like, just shine out to, oh, there's a 3D scene. Oh, they made that whole scene to be in 3D. So, I, I will say that. It, it looked good. The movie was a pretty movie. I, I absolutely no, thought really the same wasn't. thing. No, the movie was pretty itself. It's a, it's supposed to be a post-apocalyptic environment. You have a lot of drab colors, of course, as you would expect. 
There's a lot of dilapidated buildings and bomb explosion areas and stuff like that. I, I did. I thought I thought it was a pretty movie. Storyline wise, it wasn't horrible. I'm sorry, but I, I I've watched something like John Wick, right? And you haven't seen John Wick, but Harry has. Are you telling me this movie's on par with John Wick, Harry? Is that what no, you're telling me? I would I would give John Wick a four point seven. Four, What's with these numbers? Why can't you round uh, up to a number? Because 4.7 what? Because <laughs> it has to change from movie to movie to game to game. 4.7 what? 4.7 John Wick's dead dogs. <laughs> I was going to say stolen dogs. Because that's my problem with this movie. He breaks into that vet at the very end of John Wick to steal medical supplies to uh, patch himself up. And he sees a dog in a cage. Now, and he just takes the dog. Well, yeah, he we don't. Needs a new we, dog, we don't know. Dickhead. We don't know. Was that Hold somebody's on. dog who was in there to get it? Like, just had its nuts cut off. We it was might going be home to its family going the next to day. see that dog has a greater purpose, and that's being. We John might Wick's be going dog, to right? see this movie as a group. So, John Wick Two. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, John Wick Two, not John Wick yeah. the first one. So, we'll we'll leave all all that you know for the the second episode that or man, third episode that or man, whatever. That it is. man stole someone's dog. That's all I'm saying. So, and that's that's why it's not like a 4.9. So, I think I've said everything that I have to say okay. about this movie. Let me let me say this. I am absolutely positive it's better than Underworld. But yes. It's it's still not that great. Okay. If if you enjoy any of the other uh, Resident Evil movies, you will enjoy this one. It is on par with the entire franchise. If you hated the Resident Evil movies, you will hate this one. There's nothing about this and you will like it better than the other ones. I can't believe you're such a huge fan of the movies. To each his or her own. So, if you enjoyed them, you'll enjoy this one. Go see it. If you did not enjoy them, and you just want to check it out sometime, maybe wait to Redbox or Netflix on it. I would say, unless you've got a group of friends like we do, don't take your fucking girlfriend to see this movie <laughs> by the way just to you know cue you guys in uh, when I was catching up on the Resident Evil franchise this month um, Jaylene was there and we watched yeah, all of them together so she was just kind of as into it as I was tonight not having time to nostalgize it or to make it extremely personal to herself. So, like, she was sitting at the same level I was, so she wanted to see the movie. Um, she liked it. Uh, obviously, clearly, we have not had enough time to talk about it the way you two and I are talking about it, because it, it you know, the movie just ended, like, a couple hours ago. We're that on, like, we're on top of this, listeners. <laughs> For sure. This was, uh, I had fun. I'm I'm not gonna lie, I had fun. But if I'm rating the movie, it's not good. (laughs) I have a feeling John Wick will get much better reviews. Uh, Well, considering John Wick's like one of my favorite movies of the last ever, yes. Did you see Django Unchained? Because that movie was awesome. What, What does that have to do with John Wick? 
I'm just saying we're talking about movies that have come out in the last like 10 years that were awesome. You like John Wick? Django Unchained. They were both good movies, but one of the best things one of the best things about John Wick is his uh, gunmanship. He had true form. He was as I watched that movie as someone who's been through many uh, gun courses and trained other people when I worked for the prison uh, I, I watched that and I was like that is a beautiful sight in a movie you never see people go, use a gun like, in a movie if I put up like a scene from John Wick uh, next to a scene from Resident Evil the final chapter and showed you like a fight that the cinematography and the fluidity in John Wick is just above and beyond anything they did in this movie and like that's my yeah. John Wick but John is my Wick bar wasn't fine. for John Wick wasn't fighting zombies. Dude, she wasn't fighting zombies. She was I was going, actually, for a zombie franchise, there was actually very little zombie fighting in this right. one. There was a lot of zombie dying, but very little zombie fighting. All right, let's wrap this thing up. Uh, so, we're about even on it. I'd say our final score is three out of five. Um, Dr. Alexander Isaacs. I did close. If you enjoyed this episode, let us know on Twitter. Uh, if you think you have a an idea what we can call these bonus episodes, we'd love to hear it. For sure. Um, um, we are at dial H4, the number 4, Heroclix, at dial H4 Heroclix, on Twitter. Um, please, like Harry said, send us, give, give us a number of Isaacs <laughs> that you guys are wanting to let us know about. Um yeah, that's all I got. I'm good for tonight. Don't get mad because Drew didn't like your movie. <laughs> I hope we don't get any, like, super hate mail, even though we gave, like, what, one or two disclaimers in this episode? Like, don't listen to this episode. We gave two. Oh. Like, don't you are the... complain to me about spoilers, I'm immediately just like, nope. Yeah, I'm not going to care. I'm sorry. We, we already talked about this. Other than that... I'm good. I had a good night. Um, so I'm really glad that we all went and saw a movie together. It was really fun. Next, next time we got to figure out a way to uh, record without having to go home. Because it's kind of weird. It's like, hey, everybody, we're here. Let's watch. All right, go home so we can record real quick. Like, Bye, guys. It was nice seeing you. Yeah. What Harry said. We'll think about it. <laughs> anyway. We'll figure something. We got a couple weeks till. Is it two or three weeks till John Wick? Uh, it comes out in, uh, February 10th, so we got, uh, two weeks from today. Well, two weeks till possible another, uh, bonus episode, listeners. I'm really looking forward to this movie. Chris, you need to watch John Wick. I will watch John Wick before we go and see the other one. You got two Counts weeks, like buddy. Bro, I'm on this. Alright, uh, is that us signing off? That is us signing off. Uh, we're on Dial H for Hero Clicks on Facebook, which Chris failed to mention because all he really gives a shit about is the Twitter, apparently. So, <laughs> I, We are a collective team, and I think that I'll promote the Twitter, you promote the Facebook, and we'll come together collectively, and we will make a wonderful team. And I'll promote the grinder. <laughs> 
you are definitely the man to promote the grinder because you gave Resident Evil Extinction a 3 out point nine out of 5? Isaacs. Clone Isaacs. Clone uh, Isaacs. I think this is all I'm going to hear about for a while. I'm, I'm super not, like... <laughs> so... Oh, all right. I love you, Harry. I love you too, listeners. Thanks for listening, and uh, hopefully this was a super easy listen, and hopefully you enjoyed it. Take care. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.